PlayStation leaves E3, Death Stranding to be cross-platform, Norman Reedus strangles Kojima, Jeffrey Dean Morgan gives props to Death Stranding. All this and more on today's show. Hello and welcome everyone. It is Sunday the 18th of November and there are 20 days to the Game Awards, 308 days until Tokyo Game Show 2019, and 388 days until PlayStation Experience 2019. I am your host Albert and this is episode 44 of the Death Stranding podcast. In case this is your first episode, the Death Stranding podcast brings you regular news, discussion, speculation, and in-depth analysis on Death Stranding, the upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. Besieged by Death's Tide at every turn, Sam Bridges must brave a world utterly transformed by the Death Stranding. Carrying the stranded remnants of the future in his hands, Sam embarks on a journey to reunite the shattered world one step at a time. After 35 years of making games mainly for other entities, with only a handful of smaller, more experimental titles to his name, the momentousness of Death Stranding, which will be Kojima's first ever big-budget original title, cannot be overstated. This will be Kojima at his most creatively unleashed to date, an open-world, character-driven masterpiece in the making, forged through and supported by the connections he's made with friends who were there for him in dark times, as well as his incredible team, including co-writers Kenji Yano and Hitori Nojima, art longtime artist and collaborator Yoji Shinkawa, composer Ludwig Forsell, producer Kenichiro Imaizumi, with an ensemble cast including The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus, Hannibal and Doctor Strange's Mads Mikkelsen, Leia Sidhu from James Bond 007 Spectre, Law and Order's Tommy Earl Jenkins, and Emily O'Brien of The Young and the Restless as well as Troy Baker from The Last of Us and the Final Fantasy series. A genre-defining spectacle, diving deeper than ever before into Mr. Kojima's most raw and unfiltered relationships with life and death, built upon decades of genre pioneering, philosophically charged, and surrealistically distinctive artistry. With every new glimpse, it is clear that Death Stranding unprecedentedly channels Kojima's earliest and most formative inspirations, from Kobo Abe, Kubrick, and Jodorowsky, as well as contemporary kindred spirits, like Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro, Oscar-nominated directors Nicholas Winding Refn and Denis Villeneuve, together with silent poets Low Raw and many others, who are not only peers, but keen reciprocal admirers, with some even being directly involved in the making of the game. If that weren't enough, everything Kojima and his team have said paints a picture of a game that truly redefines what ropes and sticks, weapons and collaboration mean, all to shape a game that promotes global collaboration, truly moving us from hurting each other to helping each other, and therefore evolving ourselves as a species, essentially. Not to be too cerebral about it. In short, Death Stranding will not so much be a game as it will be an event, an historic accomplishment that truly evolves the medium and moves the world towards being more conscious, from sapiens to ludens, communicating a message of unity and an expression of our true creative soul in the most life-honoring creative art form and medium in our history. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we'll also be exploring Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from film, television, literature, to music, and much more. This podcast showcases and celebrates just how culturally, psychologically, intellectually, artistically, and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. Before we begin, I'd like to thank you so much for the privilege of your time in tuning in. And if you do enjoy the show and want to help it continue, go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell and throw us a dollar on Patreon if you'd like, which I'll tell you more about at the end of the show. Once again, thank you so much. And now with all of that said, let's get the show started.
So the structure of the show will be as follows. First, we'll have news. Then we'll go into our analysis. If there's anything to analyze, we'll then have community theories and discussion, community art showcase, community emails if we have any, community voicemails if we have any, and also a rapid Q&A if we have any questions from the uh, community as well. I will then announce a listener or viewer of the week and also a content creator of the week as well. Last of all, I'll be asking a trivia question, which you'll be able to answer into the next week's show, and then I'll ask a new one, etc., etc. It'll be a lot of fun. After that, we'll just have closing comments and then we'll wrap up the show. Let's get started. So the number one news item, as I'm sure you're all extremely aware, is something that has basically sent ripples throughout the medium and the art form, etc., but also the community and the um, industry, definitely, is um, how uh, Sony will not be attending E3. And as soon as I heard this news, my first thought was, here we go, the road to the next generation begins. It's almost like seeing the first leaf like fall, you know, from the tree. And then you know that it's about to be autumn and you know that it's about to, uh, the seasons are about to change and, and oh, how they will change. So the fifth anniversary of uh, PlayStation's, um, of the PlayStation 4, by far and away my favorite console of all time. Um, it, it really... I would even say that um, it it made me sort of come into my own uh, full and profound and real uh, appreciation of the medium. It's just something where everything clicked. Like I was a Nintendo kid back in the day. I was a PlayStation kid back in the day. You know, I was mainlining essentially pretty much equally Nintendo 64 and the uh and the, and the playstation you know the classic one ps1 um during my upbringing and those are super formative experiences you know i even had the ps1 the tiny little one and i played final fantasy 9 on that uh, on very cold days here in canberra um so i have i'm just i'm i'm i think if i really had to kind of um just like look in my heart and ask myself like uh, it's 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 gonna almost i almost feel like it's saying it's going to be an eternal battle between um, Nintendo and, and PlayStation. But right now I have a lot of PlayStation pride, um, so much actually. And um, this is only incredible, incredible news to me. This, that's the only thing that it is to me. Some people have expressed concerns about uh, about leaving E3. Um, for me, I, I really do envision that we're like E3 is, is sort of a, a leftover of the days when, you know, the industry uh, was younger and it people had to sort of band together and, and to give you an example it's like you remember in high school when sort of the nerds had to kind of all sort of have their own little cell right they all had to kind of gather together and support each other and have these smaller communities well now there's no such thing as a nerd anymore or a geek anymore it, like this culture of art and entertainment especially the nexus of which is gaming and again you can you know social an analysis and anthropological analysis you can see that gamification has permeated our culture in the form of smartphones with notifications like they were you know we forget but the whole idea of getting a notification somewhere it initially was something that came from like video games and uh, so much of what we have integrated into our technological habits and know-how and what we use is is very much um inspired and directly connected to the lineage of games so gaming is not only more accepted it's it's just part of the fabric of the world uh, whether unconsciously or not and the, in terms of the specific art form in the industry it is expanding even more and more with just you know especially with the advances in, in like um just the demystification of it you know so and, and then um i would even say like uh, having games that are really coming close to just almost like blink twice photo reel sort of thing is making people say well this just simply isn't like blip 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 kind of sounds anymore you know it's it really is about um 
this being something that is the equal of cinema and that will work in tandem with cinema and as exemplified by folks like Hideo Kojima um, and that it is this art form that taps into that has all of this, these aspects of what we enjoy about music and TV it has the serialization like regular go back to it regularly aspect of TV it has the spectacle spectacle of cinema it has you know for example with music um, uh, you know music that changes based on what you're seeing uh, like based on, on gameplay that's incredible as well. So in many ways, like gaming is this nexus of art, art forms and hence interactive artistry, you know, that's why also there with that um, and the naming of the network, you know? So no, this is ex extremely exciting. And um, and yeah, so I went on a bit of a tech tangent there, but needless to say, this is all to say that, yeah, back in the day, we had to stick together, so to speak. We had to get a big old tent and big old basement or whatever and all kind of hang out together there. Um, we just don't have to do that anymore. Um, these entities are, it is the third industry behind war and pornography <laughs> video games, okay? So we can definitely afford to um, just... It's, it's almost like a bunch of roommates to deciding hey we're we've we've made it so far that we were able to move out now like it was great to sort of live and bunk in together all together but we're adults now we're, we're growing up you know so that's kind of what i'm thinking is is the reasoning behind sony's move and i couldn't be happier for it because it's it's such a fantastic sign of something that i you know back in 2015 i got this network started back when it was called tweety gamer and i just knew something had started there of um a, a new path and and that's actually very uh, very much why i ended up buying a ps4 is because i just sensed something i remember seeing the ps4 seeing um the order 1886 and the last guardian coming up and you can go all the way back to the archives and, and find out that that's why i sort of stepped in and so i have a particular fun spot for playstation because they paved the way into what essentially amounted to me discovering my life's purpose the expansive and all in all encompassing and in-depth analysis uh, and chronicling of art and entertainment with a focus on games you know um so uh, yeah it's just like it's very hard to kind of encapsulate uh, like just how much that means to me and, and just how proud I am uh, of Sony. And they are ahead. And it's it's you can even look like, you know, shed everything I've just talked about, um, about it being time just culturally for this to happen. But then you can just if you want to just look at it in terms of how PlayStation is doing in relation to the other companies, it's doing great. You know, it's um, it's ahead of the pack and it has, quote unquote, won this generation, you know. So I'm so excited, and what what that and that's why I've, I've titled the 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 episode this way is uh, speculating about um, PS5 begins in earnest as of today, and I believe I'm going to put myself at about a forty percent for um, for cross platform uh, of. Uh, the chance of Death Stranding being cross platform with the with PlayStation Five that's that has to happen. I mean, I want it to happen because I, I just, who wouldn't want to play on the uh, most advanced system uh, to experience something like that? Um, but then what it also has done is it sent um, it's sort of shockwaves throughout my entire programming, which is, you know, I'm, I'm putting out uh, a God of War episode soon where now, like, I know for a fact that I'm going to get Cygnus back on there and we're going to talk about the possibilities of the God of War sequel, which has it just has to be on PlayStation 5 and, and the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. I'm starting the Horizon Zero Dawn podcast. So it's just really exciting. You know, obviously the compatriots of uh, Kojima Productions, uh, Guillermo, um, Guillermo, <laughs> Guerrilla Games, you know. I will also have a, the Guillermo del Toro podcast as well. So lots of stuff happening there. But uh, I digress. So that is exciting. Um, there, was a, there was a statement made. Um, you can, I think a, a number of outlets have reported on it. But essentially, yeah, it, they're saying that we want to, innovate we want to do different things and you can expect familiar and new things from us in the future so 
that's just really exciting. So that's my number one news item there. Another item that I had on the headlines was cross-platform itself. Now, if I'm just going to give out, I'll, I'll keep this one pretty brief because I addressed it in the previous point. Here's what I think is going to happen. PSX 2019 is when we see the PS5. It's going to happen. However, what we will see is this intertwined stage, which I remember a little bit like back in the uh, 90s when we had, you know, the PlayStation original it, within its sort of launch phase. And then like it just basically Metal Gear became tied in with it. It just I don't know if it strictly was. I'll have to maybe do some research later, but it was very close to it. I remember PS, the PlayStation one coming out and then Metal Gear coming out. So I really think that they're going to do the same thing with Death Stranding, okay? Um, it will be cross-platform, though, and he has cross-platform experience from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. So there you go. That's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be the, the console itself will be unveiled uh, in December next year. It's one prediction. And then in the September-October, we're going to be hearing um, uh, just rumblings more and more rumblings maybe confirmations um uh you know reset era threads about um the playstation 5 you know about death stranding being on the playstation 5 um and then what i really think is going to happen is that uh, by the way also they may shift um the the the, the date of uh, playstation of playstation experience because uh, usually like december took into account that they'd be at e3 so if because they're not going at e3 they may they may do it earlier so in, in which case maybe say for example they do something in july or august you know for like the psx and then the release of the console and death stranding is like tied in end of the year prime time christmas by the console by the game that might be interesting however it's a little yeah now that i'm sort of looking into my mind's eye death stranding and uh, yeah i wonder if they're going to hold off from a marketing point of view uh, yes, no, no, they are. They're going to announce it in 2019, end of 2019, and the, the console is going to come out in 2020. But there will just be a little bit of politicking in the in the articles about Kojima. And you, I can see it in my mind's eye, like IGN, you know, saying, Kojima says you can get the Death Stranding on PlayStation uh, f um, 4 Pro, you know, and you'll have a great experience. However, it is totally up to you if you choose to wait until March 2020 to play it. In the meantime, the game is coming out uh, in December 2019 feel free to wait though and stuff so who knows that might be a thing so mini vignette is over so we have a photo um which i don't even have to bring it up it's amazing it is uh yeah norman readers strangling uh Hideo Kojima and I made the post on the subreddit that uh, this is what this subreddit will be if uh, we don't get the release date in. At that point, it was uh, 22 days, but now I'm, I'm, I think we're into the 19 days, I think. Um, I'd have to check as well. I'm also trying something here where I'm recording with uh, uh, like a, a different camera. So if I keep on looking in two places, please forgive. And then lastly, we have just the awesome uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan being awesome as usual and um, that has not stopped people from on the subreddit to like talk about yep <laughs> not confirmed or anything but Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, Javier Bardem uh, Death Stranding you know like it's I, I love that and I would love for more things like that to be announced that would be awesome so just to give him uh, props and to give him a headline because that's awesome and uh, frankly if he did get involved that would be amazing and who wouldn't want to see that honestly and to do a bit of further who knows if i'm like predicting using my unconscious uh consciousness or whatever but uh yeah if i could see him showing up in a death stranding um a boss i'm i'm saying something like uh one of those floating figures jeffrey dean morgan vulcan raven analog uh maybe from uh, one of those floating figures he's got his own kind of chiral realm his own sort of dimension and uh maybe his uh, weapon uh you know evokes a little bit lucille it's like this big uh 
bat-like thing. I don't know. There you go. Uh, I, it'll be a bit. That would be a bit on the nose, but we'll see. And that brings us to the end of the news for today. And now, because there's nothing really to analyze this week, no trailers or anything, we'll dive straight into our theories for this week. So our first theory comes from user Starfik, S-T-A-R-F-I-K, posted eight hours ago on the subreddit, and it is as follows. Crazy theory. I think that the baby is a random player's save game. So baby powers and knowledge depends on other player gameplay, but... When we play with that save game, baby gets a new experience. Hmm. The system is similar to Dragon's Dogma. Interesting. And he says pawns there in, in brackets. Cool. A couple of replies here. That'd be kind of cool if you die, continue from someone else's game. Interesting. Um, that you sort of create this essentially like this sort of daisy chain almost of uh, people passing on, passing on the baton of their playthroughs, collaborating that way. I did rewatch a recent interview when doing the new Supercut, including it was at the start of the show with uh, Lindsay Wagner, uh, where she um, talks about, oh, sorry, where, um, who was it? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, um, J.F. Keighley talking about how um, Mads Mikkelsen has said that it will be about global collaboration. And then you can you can actually physically see, you can see um, uh, Kojima sort of not tense up, but just be like, oh, you know, and he's like, he she, that was Mads speaking for himself, but he's not wrong, you know. And so what I think that that will be is something I really do. I think that that could happen, something where we are uh, passing each other's games onto each other with this sort of trust mechanic, this sort of, uh, you know, and that's that's what ropes mean. It's like, uh, you say you're out at sea and you would trust someone with like a, a rope around your waist, ho holding them towards you or holding you towards them. Um, there's a thing of trust there. So I wonder if they, that may be extrapolated there using that uh, symbolism of the rope to, to imply that you are uh, literally, literally um, sort of taking hold of someone else's game and then going with it. Pretty interesting. Nice um, theory, my friend. So this one is from user phantom dash nugget, and it is why I think Death Stranding might be about the Philadelphia experiment. First off, look at the Bridges logo. Now look at where Philly is on a US map. I think most people assume that the epicenter of the hole on the Bridges logo is New York, but it actually looks more like Philadelphia to me. So with that in mind, I went down a rabbit hole. If you don't know what the Philadelphia experiment was, you should read this link. It's very interesting. Basically, it was a purported to be an experiment carried out by the Navy during World War II to make a ship invisible. In this experiment, Carlos Allende claimed the destroyer escort USS Eldridge, DE-173, was rendered invisible, teleported to New York, teleported to another dimension where it encountered aliens, and teleported through time, resulting in the death of several sailors, some of whom were fused with the ship's hull. That is fucking trippy. That's like <laughs> shivering kind of stuff, man. Um, you know, like... Uh Secure, Contain, Protect, SCP. Damn. The experiment was allegedly based on an aspect of unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. Such theories would aim to describe, mathematically or physically, or and physically, the interrelated forces of nature, or nature of forces, of electromagnetism and gravity. In other words, uniting their respective field into a single field. The unifying field. It's a field that I've um, pursued a bit in my, like, uh, artist sort of, like... Um, into my like my patterns that I draw the based on the principle on like uh, this is me taking my aside but yeah um, morphogenesis is essentially describes how nat nature creates all her patterns and um, so I like to uh, make art and like my abstracts are basically honoring that so I just love that idea of all the fields of um, creativity and uh, different spheres of like dimensions and all that I love the idea of uh, the unification and melding hence 
I suppose also interactive artistry there, you know, things interacting with each other. So according to some accounts, unspecified researchers thought that some version of this field would enable using large electrical generators to bend light around an object via refraction so that the object became completely invisible. The Navy regarded this of military value and it sponsored the experiment. Testing began in the summer of 1943, and it was supposedly successful to a limited extent. One test resulted in Eldridge being rendered nearly invisible, with some witnesses reporting a greenish fog appearing in its place. Crew members complained of severe nausea afterwards. Also reportedly when the ship reappeared, some sailors were embedded in the metal structures of the ship, including one sailor who ended up on deck level below, that where he began and had his hand embedded in the steel hull of the ship, as well as some sailors who went completely bananas. This is insane. The experiment was repeated on October 28th, 1943. This time Eldridge not only became invisible, but she disappeared from the area in a flash of blue light and teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, over 200 miles, 320 kilometers away. It is claimed that Eldridge sat for some time in a view of men aboard the ship SS Andrew, whereupon Eldridge vanished and then reappeared in Philadelphia at the site it had originally occupied. It was also said that the warship went approximately 10 minutes back in time. This is trippy. Many versions of the tale include descriptions of serious side effects for the crew. Some crew members were said to have been physically fused to bulkheads while others suffered from mental disorders. Some rematerialized inside and out, while still others vanished. It is also claimed that the ship's crew may have been subjected to brainwashing to maintain the secrecy of the experiment. If you guys read this far, you probably get the gist of what the Philadelphia experiment was. Don't get me wrong, it's almost definitely a hoax. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I am saying it was. Um, it's about the only single concept that ties everything we know so far about the game together with what we saw in that weird-ass second trailer with the World War II stuff. There aren't many concepts I can think of that tie everything together somewhat coherently, but the Philadelphia experiment kind of does this. They even made a movie about it back in 1984, and Kojima being the old-school sci-fi film fan that he is, almost definitely saw it. Anyway, what do you guys think? Rightio. Oh, and he also links uh, an episode of History's Mysteries about the Philadelphia Experiment there, so you can go to the Reddit there, as I'm showing now in the um, uh, to the panel to my left. Oh my goodness. Where to begin with this, honestly? Where to begin indeed? So for me, I think that... Uh, I, I remember seeing a screenshot recently of like Kojima's desk and seeing how many books that he still has, like that he has rather, that he's been accumulating with him. Um, I think it reminded me of that little glimpse we saw, I think during some Game Informer coverage of Hidetaka Miyazaki's kind of office and seeing how many books he has there from the Dark Souls, that guy. And what this is making me think is, I mean, in terms of research, in terms of like the amount of material that like Kojima has proven to put into his games from history uh you know and pseudo-historical things like that far outstrips and this is nothing against it's just a stylistic difference between um, kojima and hidetaka but uh hidetaka you know had Lieblung lead there the the german um uh epic you know which had probably like references and, and touchstones that he wanted to sort of evoke in in his titles but kojima is another story altogether in, in terms of this field at least which is uh, the inclusion of um aspects of history uh, to explain away parts of his own f uh, fictional history. I have no doubt whatsoever that we will we will see this mentioned in some way. It's it as as the OP is saying, there's too many things that line up for it not to be. This is incredible. Time and space, World War II, um, things being fused 
together you know you can see the the tank with the sort of organic things fused to it do you understand like that's that's amazing that's incredible and that that's real so i'm gonna definitely check out that documentary and i'm actually gonna have some of that uh, looping here as we're as we're talking and yeah if you're listening on podcast services make sure to jump jump onto the youtube if you want to see that little glimpse here on this channel and then i'll include um i mean you can see the screenshot there so you can follow that link uh, from OP's post, but this is incredible. And so I'm going to give you a, a, at least 60, 65% over that this is going to get mentioned and brought up and tied into it some way. And not only that, there's going to be, this actually launches a, a really interesting discussion about how much of uh, your sort of extant or like real history um, will Death Stranding sort of retroactively explain with its fictional universes, laws and events and timelines. So it's going to be something amazing for sure. So a mini little, it's not a theory, I just figured I'd mention this here. This is uh, from Ludwig Forsell, right? So Tsukamoto Shiny, which is a um, uh, username on Twitter, this is him, him tweeting, came by my room at work to watch a trailer today. Of course I wasn't prepared and had to stall like an idiot. Hopefully I did a good job, not seeming like the total fanboy I am. Anyways, thanks for dropping by. Well, guess what? Yeah, I like that, I like that. So Ludwig Forsell working on uh, Death Stranding, the composer, right? What came first, Death Stranding or? Or, or Stranger Things. Interesting. But needless to say, he's teasing that he's seen a trailer of some kind. And so that is from user Navaid uh, Mapel. Nav, we're going to get you on the show at one point. Um, dash S. Okay, so I agree. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I yeah. Let's put you at. Uh, if he if he addresses it later in interviews, you know Ludwig being like, yeah, that's the one that I saw. I'll put you at above sixty percent for that happening for sure. Thanks, Nav. This is interesting. This one. So. User seduce underscore my underscore anus. Kojima influenced by the art of Adolf Hitler. So I was reading up on Hitler recently and stumbled across some of his artwork. He was a failed painter before he got into politics. And one piece in particular really reminded me of something we've seen before in the Death Stranding trailer. Now this is spooky, folks. Oh gosh, this is uh, tripping me out. Uh, it's it's a, it's a yeah painting by Hitler and it is of a dark um, awning. Uh, in presumably like a, a village in the thirties, um, and it's it's wow that just the placement of it really does evoke the the trailer. So I was a bit skeptical at first, but no, I op I have to agree with you. So this painting here, tell me that it doesn't look almost identical to what we see here. And yeah, obviously he's referring to the uh, the trailer there. My goodness. So now I'm not drawing any conclusions about anything, but maybe this game draws inspiration from the events of World War II. Considering that Hitler took his own life and the song playing in the trailer is Easy Way Out, there's something here perhaps. Thoughts, right? So we have number one comment we have. Uh, okay, cool. So there's been a bit of a warning there. Obviously, thank you, John Negredit, there for your... Uh, incredible um, mod skills it's almost like a german artist painted a picture of an architectural style that is used in a german city so there's a bit of uh uh who knows like a, a little bit of sarcasm there from uh ikonoishi right so not many folks i mean yeah okay we have someone here cybergomic says i could see it if there's ever been one positive thing about Adolf hitler it's that he was good at art if only he had handled his university rejection better he could have been a great force for good than he was for evil um interesting had me worried for that had me worried for a bit with that title for real though i think the painting made it that made by hitler looks like a more dry version of what we see in the trailer it could be that the water is much more like um time fall rain and only appeared because of some unknown event other than that they look practically identical um so sally 416 that's actually um that's from supreme uh, underscore borka there sally 416 says uh sees a painting of an arched brick tunnel relates it to death stranding this is honestly tantamount to <laughs> mental illness who cares uh that's a bit harsh uh sally 416 um 
uh here we go da, 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 da. okay he just goes into talking about yeah obviously um yeah this and this and clearly it's a he's a he was a heinous um like i'm not even going to call him a human being because that's a, a dishonor to real human beings but yeah hitler um controversial let's just say cool okay so um this is crossing a line think before you post interesting um all i would say op is that um you know uh, just like not yeah it's a bit it's it's eye it's eye catching to write like Hidu kojima influenced by adolf hitler but just i think title better just be like there's some art that i'm interested in and then maybe insert that later and then obviously add a qualifier and add a uh freaking disclaimer that on no level are you comparing the two and then i think you would have had a discussion that was less about um you know jumping on uh yeah and and um uh, yeah like jumping onto this uh this awful awful subject which um uh, we never want to really discuss we, we never want to forget it but we never want to discuss it really either um but just extracted yeah i i can see what you mean just the the framing and the composition of it uh there i don't know um i don't think so though uh thinking about it uh, let's put you at lunda i'm gonna put you at under like respectfully i'm sure you you're a lovely person but um because again I, I i appreciate that you added some disclaimers there i would have uh, phrased things a little bit differently but uh, uh i gotta go under the 10 percent for that one for sure sorry <laughs> but yeah so we have another one it is user elandiri right strange behavior of the dragonflies i noticed this a long time ago i didn't know what to make uh didn't know whether to make a post or not today i decided i would Exactly at 1.28 of the trailer, well, one hour and one minute and 28 seconds of the trailer, we can see a dragonfly go straight into the water, and at 1 minute and 35, another of the same comes out of the underwater. I'm not an expert on dragonflies, but I don't think that they can go underwater. Could this be a new species or mutation after the, the Death Stranding events, or maybe the um, other realities of um, dragonflies? Very subtle very very subtle but um number one my first thing is like clipping 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 you know this stuff happens in video games but um i i'll have to rewatch the trailer to make sure to see if there's like an animation if there is then it's deliberate and that is very interesting there from that point onwards so Exeptix says um dragonflies definitely can go underwater for food safety or to lay eggs i watch them do it all the time in the summer in the pond near my house it's very quaint i love that ilan diddy says okay thanks i knew they lived near water but never seen it one go under then we have um ego pessimist says the confusing thing is why is wildlife such as dragonflies and birds able to live in this world and in the dragonflies case oh, also mini bracket from me people were wondering the same thing during horizon zero dawns like lead up to and speculation um that got really awesomely explained and i think there's going to be a really nifty explanation for this one as well so interesting the confusing thing is why is wildlife such as dragonflies and birds able to live in the world and in the dragonflies case why is it able to interact with the water but sam can't based on how a life vest and his hood popped up when he fell in the river it seems the hood was used to protect him from the timefall and given how timefall continuously reigns in the world of death stranding rivers and lakes would have been contaminated by timefall yet creatures like dragonflies and birds are able to live in this world just fine does this mean we can encounter other animal life and while it's understandable how tardigrades and moss can survive in the world, how are they able to do so? We have some replies here. Uh, Max Speed Go Go, great uh, username. Max Go Go Go. Okay. It's entirely possible that Sam's Bridges suit reacts to water in general and does not specifically react to timefall. Interesting. Uh, Pim of Nantucket says, uh, I guess Ryan and so Pim dash of dash Nantucket says, I guess rain and water become dangerous only in the presence of monsters. That's why Sam casually picks up the photo, even though it's raining. That is interesting. That is very interesting. The idea that timefall isn't something that is like a constant, because then that would have to 
gosh, that, oh, I'm going to go way like above 70% on that being the case because that, that rain can't be the only rain, you know, because the, there's, there's, clearly like verdantly growing moss and, and uh, vegetation of, of some some kind at least unless it's timeful moss and it's the like moss is the only kind of um uh you know uh like plant life that has that survives timeful but i i do like that idea of like the arrival of the chirals um you know as in in your vicinity not like that historical arrival like the death stranding itself but when they're actually near you then rain starts to have timeful like qualities i would love that I'm gonna put you definitely above 75 for that one thanks for that one my friend it came out of nowhere appreciate it see sometimes in the comments you can come across just things that are worthwhile unto themselves like goodness me i i balk to think of the you know sometimes i've just gone in and sort of read the um uh, the post itself but without diving into the comments folks this this place is a gold mine and uh, props to this amazing community you know um shout out to yeah reddit.com forward slash r forward slash death stranding so many other great communities too that i you know it's in the same way that i have this with um death stranding podcast with the other communities god of war devil may cry last of us uh guillermo del toro um star wars uh wizarding world all of these um and for me to aware of course uh please yeah like death stranding is probably i would say just because of oh it's just so active there's so much speculation going and so 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 articulate and so nuanced and like to each their own all of them have their own strengths but gosh gotta give it give a props to this amazing amazing community you know check it every day for sure and again not sponsored by reddit i just really love this place it's really really a nifty place and very worthwhile and like actually like resonates with my whole deal with interactive artistry for sure so Elan Didi says, yes, good questions. I don't know, but I have the feeling that there are more mysterious things about Timefall that Kojima isn't telling us, despite, um, d besides it being things about aging, right? So there's a few more awesome um, comments there. We'll end on this one. Archaic Lion says, dragonflies are predators, both in their aquatic larval stage and when they're known as nymphs or naiads or and as adults. Several years of their lives are spent as nymphs living in fresh water. The adults may be on the wing for just a few days or weeks. Got this from Wikipedia. They live in the water as nymphs, so I'm guessing that the dragonfly going under the water is just normal behavior. It was probably hunting for prey. So, so far, I'm I'm going to put... Uh, that's really awesome. Thank you, Archaic Lion. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to put um, Pim-of-Nantucket is currently in the lead. Uh, I, I'm going to keep track throughout <laughs> the show. He's in the lead. Oh, he, she, or they is in the lead in terms of uh, listener... Uh, and content comment uh, of the week for sure which we'll announce at the end of the show so we have this by user dysphobia exe a release date before june 2019 obviously sony will not attend e3 in june and they actually have four upcoming titles death stranding days gone the last of us part two and ghost of tsushima all of which have podcasts directed to them or dedicated to them on the interactive artistry podcast network look out for those days gone is coming out in april 26th so before the time of e3 what about if it's the case too with death stranding if the game actually releases in the months before e3 that means sony would have only two games to talk about days gone is coming out on april 26th so before the time of e3 what about if it's the case too with death stranding if the game actually releases in the months before E3, that means Sony would have only two games to talk about, and I understand they would skip E3 rather than doing a conference without enough substance. We know the development of Death Stranding is going pretty smoothly, 
and someone from Sony said that they've never seen a game being developed so fast. Norman and Troy are done being recorded, and Hideo Kojima also stated that now he's at the point where he's holding the controller all day, testing the game. Kojima still didn't announce uh, the big surprise he talked about at the beginning of the year. I have a hard time to believe he was mentioning the, the casting of Lindsay Wagner, although that is pretty cool. Gotta say, Lindsay's awesome, but we'll see. I mean, I think the surprise a little bit was, um, wow, you just reminded me that he has said that. And like, I was about to say, oh, the, the Tokyo Game Show, that that was awesome. Oh my gosh, this, oh, that's incredible. The idea of us getting there. Well, I mean, I've said obviously in the previous entry to this one, uh, 43 release date, tastic. Like, like I, I, I strongly believe we're gonna get at least a release year. But Kojima did say, look it up, Google it right now, bring up your smartphone, Google it right now. And, he's, and he does say, yeah, we have a special surprise for you in 2018. And I think it's gonna be the release date. Very good. Very good. And it, oh, oh, for me, release date itself would be great, even if it's like releasing in 2021. Great, at least we know when. But if it's a release date for next year, holy moly. Okay, it's a, a Pim of Nantucket and uh, Dysphopia-XEXE, the, the, the battle of the hyphenated usernames. Awesome. So in conclusion, I am pretty sure that the game will come out sooner than we expect in the months before June 2019. And that's the big surprise that will probably be announced at TGA. And let's finish our theories with this one from user Mr. Underscore la uppercase L. And it is Akira Connection and the Game Awards. Haven't seen anyone bring this up yet. Around when the game was announced, Kojima said it would be releasing a year before Akira takes place. Akira takes place in 2019, meaning Kojima said it would release this year. The Akira manga debuted on October 6, 1982. This is also the time in-universe that World War II, or sorry, World War III started in the manga. The Game Awards is happening on December 6th of this year, and it's been pretty much confirmed that Kojima will be there. If the release date hasn't changed in Kojima's mind, then it's possibly releasing on that day. Unlikely, capital <laughs> in caps. If it has changed, then I think we'll get a release date and a trailer at the Game Awards. So thank you for that. Let's look at some folks here who mention Mr. Underscore Queen. Okay, but will Kojima start World War Three during the Game Awards and kill everyone from Rockstar for not letting God of War get the Game of the Year? And after all, the guy after all the guys are mad lad. That would be truly a genius move and a great viral marketing. Uh, murder is never good on any level, least of all for marketing. Um, hoping hoping this comment won't be removed for containing possible leaks. Hilarious, you funny funny boy. Um, as much as this is from T4W, as much as I want to, I still cannot agree. People outside of this sub are skeptical of the game. Releasing it at the drop of a hat, I think, would completely destroy it because people would not have seen enough of it still. Let the man take his time. So to give my thoughts on the idea of Death Stranding being released this year, it would be like a just a giant shock. And I, I will I will disagree a little bit with some of the, the commenters about it being unwise because there is a chance of, you know, again, Death Stranding by all extents aims to be an unprecedented game in terms of its uh, the kind of game that it's going to be. Like that's, he's really said enough of it uh, six, um, in succession in interviews, Kojima, about this being a different kind of game and getting like the folks like Lindsay Wagner involved um, based on what he wants to accomplish taking games in a different direction where it is more about making connections than like hurting each other so that is like by and large unconventional even though um still to this day with this industry which is definitely mostly dominated by competition re recreation distraction uh the fortnights of the world etc not not discounting not hating on just saying that that's the case for the predominant um side of of, of the medium 
So, but what I, what I think is, uh, again, as I mentioned in sort of the previous entry about uh, what, how and why um, the Death Stranding would have a release date at least um, announced at uh, 20, uh, you know, in like 17, 18 days. Yeah, is the idea that, um, gosh, can I really say that it's even possible? Um, okay, so yeah, so the Game Awards is an unconventional, it's, it well, it's it's simply not the most high profile of the events yeah it, so it would count as being something where if something as big as a kojima game was announced at that event it would be momentous it would be shocking and it would pretty much guarantee that every subsequent death strand sorry game awards would have like quadrupled the viewership because now we know base if, if death stranding was revealed then we would know that uh, the the game awards is 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 not playing around um it is a place where massive things can be announced so that would really put it on the map i've, I've had to actually address nothing against you folks there love you guys uh guys yells everyone on the sub but some a lot of people still don't know that the, the game awards are happening and uh you know that's four years onwards and people are still like what's happening in december you know so I think that would majorly put both Death Stranding and the Game Awards on the map. So we shall see. But he does have a good, a great debt to Sony for swooping in to help him create this. So it's either one of those or it's 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 going to be one of those two, I think, that we get the, the release release date. I wonder if Sony thinks it's the kind of thing that's going to get uh, that's like worthy of an announcement at like a main event. Um, it's moving very quickly at that clearly from what sort of... Um, uh, Troy Baker says that doesn't impact is not impacting the scale of the game or the ambition of the game or the idea of it being weird and unprecedented kind of thing so that's not being touched at all um, but yeah I weirdly can see it as a possibility especially when it comes to Kojima where like essentially anything is possible so thank you for that one um, user Mr underscore L uppercase L okay so that wraps up our theories for this week um, and now let us crack on to the art showcase so the first one we have is from user the underscore Austin underscore James awesome awesome it is a picture of Sam Porter Bridges in a really cool kind of um, almost like uh, water like uh, black and white watercolor style really awesome thank you so much for submitting that my friend can i give you some props my friend user horung the dung fan art of death stranding we never left death stranding okay so this is just his uh uh little artwork here of sam um looking on like you know essentially at what is implied to be the man in the golden mask to the left um with his uh with his little um you know chiral detector there lovely i just like keep working on your stuff my friend i appreciate you su submitting thank you <laughs> So this one isn't some art, but I figured I'd mention it as I came across it just now. It's from user Water Your Plants number one. Uh, well, dot 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 shit, and it is basically Kojima uh, threatening to kind of bash um, uh, Norman Reedus's head in the st same style as uh, you know the uh, now infamous uh, The Walking Dead episode, you know, with um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character and like Lucille and all that. So that's hilarious. Oh. This is a bit unfettered and it's just again impromptu in this in the middle of this uh, you know arts showcase but user Destructapalooza says wait a second just imagine just imagine the moment when you go into Best Buy and finally buy this game come home and unwrap it just imagine when it'll be finally in your hands. So that's so earnest and lovely that I have to jump in and give the person some props. So Chiki do Dohiti D-O-G-H-I-T-Y just writes I came which is hilarious. Um, 
tugboat metal gear says you came only once those are rookie numbers hilarious um then we have matt x fish saying install the game start it it's a video message from kojima that says congratulations on finishing death stranding credits roll and we spend the rest of our lives trying to comprehend the fact that we've been playing Death stranding this entire time 12 points magnificent i love that genius kojombo the man who trolled the world incredible i love this definitely check this one out folks it's a lot of fun uh, to read uh, some of this stuff here um and then we have a really cool one from destructor palooza says i get where you're coming from but for me half the fun isn't the expectation leading up to the game that time you're super excited for a new game release and going out to buy is very special for me i would definitely know about that that's essentially what many of my shows um you know there's ones that are discussing things that haven't been uh, made for a while and that are you know uh for example we're going to have one um I can't think of anything on the top of my head, but usually a show is um, has, a, has a little bit of the sense of something. Yep, there we go. The Order 1886, right? We have the hope being held out of, um, of something new coming down the line. And that's in many ways why podcasts are shaped, both for appreciation and like um, speculation and just to sort of um, be able to just have some material to sort of uh, riff with uh, sort of and, and dive into and just have have it in your brain space again literally with you know listening with your headphones you just have that in in your headspace while you speculate and you can come come across so many things and then also engage with the community there as well but um but yeah but by and like and, and that's one thing beautifully that you know podcast stuff does have that flexibility of being able to uh you know be you can base one about something that yeah we'll never technically have as even though there's nothing really in this world that will never have a sequel because you know how things how things go everything can can be revisited at one point um but yeah, as you're saying, uh, Destructor Palooza, that's definitely what um, it, it's it's at a core part of me. And obviously, with games like The Order, we that's less of a guarantee of um, going forward, at least at this stage of uh, of something down the line happening. And it's more about looking backwards and appreciating and, and a heavier side on the speculation. But um, yeah, it's it's wonderful. What, what your comment your comment just made me realize, like yeah, it, it's a really special time and um, special thing to know what's ahead. It's a special thing to hope that there's something ahead. It's, it's everything's all of this is really special and awesome. So the game will be obviously incredible unto itself, but this is again a huge part of it for me as well. So. Autumnak Fly says, definitely exciting for me too. I honestly would buy it from a retailer for various reasons I can't. I know that feeling when you've bought a game and are going home in a taxi, bus, or even in your own car. All you can think about is the game, and that's the most you can get hyped for a game. Such a precious moment. I hope you'll experience it soon. That's awesome. Oh, that's awful. Um, so someone's a destructible loser says, not if I get cancer and die in the next few months. Please don't. Knock wood. Jeez. Easy, buddy. Chill. Chill, my friend damn then i'm not the only one who's afraid of that actually happening to me before i play the stranding hell just hey just be like live live good drink water eat your broccoli go outside acknowledge all your subconscious resentment emotions and you will not uh or conscious emotions of all kind process every, process everything cancer is an over, overproduction of cells okay cells pile up and stuff and happen when we physiologically react to um emotional repression okay so there's a huge tie to it there like literally this isn't just hippy diffy stuff it's it's proven okay so live well be aware of yourself do not get cancer sorry i had to take a little aside uh yeah be be conscious of yourself and process negative emotions don't bottle them up because that shit uh it doesn't just disappear my friends for sure okay well let's end on something a little bit uh okay here we go here we go recently dreamt about this don't think it'll be soon which is arguably a good thing and yeah there you go see some people saying like hey i'm in no rush you know and i'm in no rush either 
Okie dokie. Rightio, so let's have one more artwork for this one here. Um, actually, what we might do is uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, user spacetime1207, okay? And um, they have not submitted art, but they have submitted poetry. And it is a, sweet, a translation um, from uh, a, a poem that is written in Okujima Productions' offices, all right? Um, so here it goes. So the lost word, I know, I don't belong here. I come from another time. When the streets where the grey water had the same form as us. Constantly running towards land, I turn around. I remember the cafe tables we sat. Every night felt so lukewarm and faithful to my path away. I was just as far away from the stars as the stars were from me. I crossed the Nile. I remember my hand on the railing. And I know I come from another time. When you used to knock on my window, and I thought you stood gone before me, in both directions from your body, span unimaginable, miles away, and tight together on the other side of the earth. I think about you as you think about someone who stayed up and watched over a lonely flower. I think about you as you think about someone who expected a lot from death. Nothing could come and knock it out of your arms. So this is great from Vyjosh 12 in Kojima Studio. There is a mural with an excerpt from a Swedish poem by Werner von Heidenstam. This is the full translation. Thank you so much, my friend. That was wonderful. I think we might, uh, yeah, tail things off on that one um, for the art section. Beautiful poem. Um, and clearly, you know, and I looked to the camera to signal when I had those moments of like, yes, gray water. Yes, hands. Yes, time, you know, um, terrific. Thank you so much, my friend. There's a lot there to sort of, again, we, I mean, sometimes I, I think about this with uh, with video games and, and, and how they uh, take inspiration yeah, from things. Um, and there can be something as simple as, you know, we see from The Third Man, for instance, like it's one of Kojima's, he's listed it as one of his favorite films. Um, I still haven't remembered the, the guy's name who directed it. Uh, Reed, I think, Paul Reed. And it has those cobblestones and it has the the archways, the sort of the darkened figures and everything. And so you just say, oh, my gosh, as soon as I came across it when I was doing my research, I'm like, that has to have fit in some way. So inspiration can come from anywhere. It can be an aesthetic something. It can be something said in a poem that inspires something visual. And it can be said something something visual um, from something like, an, like a film or TV series or uh you know it could be something uh, yeah like from maybe some art as well you know there's that uh pareidolia uh if i can find it I'll, I'll post it right there you know um beautiful painting where it just essentially looks like the the floating figure you know so inspiration can come from everywhere and i i was percolating for a while on whether or not video games um are more like you know the dilettante-ish dilettante-esque thing of um Oh, that's cool. I like that. That poem has gray water and like hands. I'm gonna put gray water and hands in my in my game so it'll be artistic and and like poetry inspired. I really like I was like I confronted myself with that and I asked myself, is that what video games are? Do they dumb things down? Are they a celebration of dilettanteism? No. <laughs> it's to create something um, I mean, some people, I'm sure they do like take that approach of just simplistically like stripping the outer layer of something truly beautifully poetic to its core and then just being like, oh, I'm artistic because I'm referencing this. Um, you know, Ray and I, my girlfriend and I went to a art show where someone was talking about um, 
Haruki Murakami, right? And he's an author, Japanese author, great author. Still haven't read many of his works, but again, I'm not saying that I have. I'm just giving an example. And uh, so Ray has, and we went to an, uh, a fashion show, and just as like a flavor word, they were like, and this dress is inspired. It's like Haruki Murakami-esque or something. And I was like, hmm and nothing about it and ray i mean again i can trust her because she's read these things it just didn't touch on that it didn't refer to that uh, it didn't quote that in any way and she confirmed that for me so it's not it's not unknown for some uh forms of art including games but games are not um exempt from this it's all forms of art is you can take a dilettante-esque uh by the way if I'm, i say dilettante it's basically someone who pre- almost like pretends to be uh, knowledgeable about something or or only like deals on the, the pure skim surface of a subject matter instead of diving in and acknowledging the full weight of it and doing the proper research and everything and folks we we know kojima he, he 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 like on a physical just like on my sort of atomic level i need to make like interactive artistry and engage with art and entertainment in this medium on you can just see it it's like in his core it, it would eat away at him if he didn't do his research it's just his mind he's, he's um i think even yeah david Hayter described him as obsessive compulsive in that way so i have no no doubt that if yes sure maybe that maybe it may have inspired an inclusion of the hands in the poem but then we see chirality you know then we see um uh, you know other other aspects of the story and the world that talk about um, something not just inside like yeah handprints maybe say for example in an alternate dimension of like a very superficial kojima he's like i saw hands in that uh, poem that's evocative gray water huh that's like oil right i'm gonna have hands going around there and then that's it but what we do know see that's like the superficial layer and that would be dilettante-esque if he just took it from that but then we have kojima's like 30 plus year history of talking about essentially addressing the issue of what we're doing to our planet in some ways you know um the more recent uh you know metal gears did that as well talking about what the effects of nuclear war would be and uh, how we're fucking up the planet and stuff in, in many ways pollution and all that um and so then you have the oil right there with the symbolism there um and then oil um I think in, in other theories, people have talked about oil being related to like embalming and death and all that. So there's another layer there. Um, you know what I mean? So like, it's just, yeah, it's not in Kojima's nature to just take thing something as just one layer of it. He he looks at all, th- uh, all like, uh, as well, let's just say definitely more than one layer to what he includes in his games. And, and that for me as well is like, I just naturally seek out symbolism in, in that way uh, and apply symbolism to my own stuff, like with Quantum Myth as well. Uh, which is this thing I'm going to be doing when um, uh, Quantic Dream, uh, Quantic, not Quantic Dream, um, Media Molecules Dreams comes out. It's like this thing I'm working on as well. It's like mythology and sort of fused mythology across dimensions. That's quantum myth, right? But when I'm doing that and when I see it in other people, other creators as well, like that's, it's, it's, for me, it's the only, it's like, what are you doing really if you're not adding extra layers of, of symbolism you know like stylistic is great i love style it's wonderful but there's nothing no no one embodies i believe more style with substance than um than kojima with what he does and uh, i still believe that many of the things that's why at one point it'll be good to dive into some some metal gear material either on on this show uh, or on a dedicated podcast the metal gear podcast or the metal gear podcast right am i saying it's in the pipeline kind of essentially i am down the line though down the line closer to when jordanville roberts film comes out that's gonna happen my friends so yeah so but yeah i just had to kind of add that and just like no we don't have anything to worry about there of it just being this superficial thing that's just taken from a poem as like one line sentence it's uh 
repercussions. It's just, and and here's another thing. A, a little a little closing example is like you know, for example, with Decima and Dejima Island in the Netherlands, right? Um, and his inclusion of the Netherlands in uh, you know Death Stranding's um, paraphernalia like that, the, the the flag and you know guerrilla games. So Decima, goddess of childbirth, Dejima Island between the Netherlands and Japan of collaboration. You know, back in the back in the day, they used to trade with each other. And so there's that parallel there, that anal- analogy and metaphor there. So believe me, yeah, I think it's going to be something way, way more than just a reference in a poem. And I think that poem, the more that we play video, you know, the Death Stranding, I think we're going to maybe even, re- I, I might even return to it and see what other things it might evoke. It, I, almost when I heard it, I remember, you know, I played recently in one of the recent entries of this, uh, you know, um, Old Major Major, which is, you know, Norman, Re- Norman Reedus talking about... Uh, uh, it's this narrated Norman Reedus piece you can find it on one of the like latest past few entries of Death Stranding podcast and yeah it just sort of I could hear Norman saying it in his voice you know like that this this beautiful passage I wonder it might it might even be included in the game I think we're going to get some poetry in this game folks we're going to get some we're going to see an in-game book of Kobo Abe we're going to see it I swear upwards of 70% chance of that happening my friends and that brings us to the end of our art showcase. Um, we didn't have any mail uh, of any kind, either voicemail or written mail sent in to this week, um, but we do have a, a little bit of a community Q&A with the uh, sort of dedicated post that I do, um, giving the community the heads up that I'll be recording. So I'll go to that now. Um, and I actually really loved to see uh, people reacting positively to um, the show coming back, uh, you know, as the Death Stranding podcast and all previous titles uh, will be changed to that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and people approving of the artwork as well. I appreciate that. Here we go. So 22 comments. Let's go. Number one, we have Hello IA. First off, I'd like to say. Th- I'd just like to say thank you. I'm allowed to listen to stuff while at my job and music just doesn't cut it for me. Okay, so let's start with Source Life, who writes, Hello, IA. First off, I'd like to say thank you. I'm allowed to listen to stuff while at my job, and music just doesn't cut it for me. Since Death Stranding is the first game in a long while that has actually kept me excited for any news whatsoever, listening to your Death Stranding weeklies has helped make long hours of work turn into what feels like minutes, since I'm usually thinking about certain aspects or theories mentioned in your podcast. Now on to my question. Sony has pulled out of E3 2019 and PSX isn't going to be for another 12 months, so the Game Awards in December is going to be the be-all end-all for information regarding Death Stranding. What do you think we will receive in terms of information? Well, I'm going to give you, as I like to do, my patented uh, Mind's Eye Cinema, so take a little uh, mental walk with me, folks. Close your eyes if you have to. Right, so what we see, obviously, we tune in, we're all there sitting in front of our TVs 6th of December, right? Uh, you got your snacks and everything. I'll probably be, I don't know if I might take the day off. Who knows? I'm, I'm not beyond doing that. Um, and what we'll see is we'll see, we'll, I don't know. Keely's a class act. I don't think he'll, he'll be too wink, wink, nudgy, nudgy about it. So we'll have the main ceremony. And I would say about, gosh, I just realized, no, there's a chance that he might open with it. All right, now, now now that I think about it, sorry about that, folks listening who are like, why the pauses is like, well, I'm, I'm just like figuring this out as I do to just preserve that authenticity. What I think is going to happen is that Death Stranding is going to close the Game Awards with the release date of Death Stranding. That is what I think These the information we're going to receive, my friend. Um, we're going to get a... 
either a trailer, a short trailer, maybe a five minute trailer or a 10 minute gameplay demonstration that combines a trailer. We're going to get the release date and we're going to get like literally the almost like the closing ceremony was we're going to have a couple of Death Stranding cast members on on, on, the, on the stage, um, including Norman Reedus and um, I think Matt Mickelson as well. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro would be amazing to, to see them all there. Lindsay Wagner and uh, Leia Sidhu would be incredible if they uh, arrived. So that's in the in the in an ascending scale, sorry, descending scale of likelihood. I, I don't know. It just it seemed. I just. I I feel like Mads and, and Leia might be quite busy. Um, and Norman, uh, obviously, insanely busy with with the. Uh, um, oh gosh, they're all busy, aren't they? You know, with the Walking Dead and um, Guillermo del Toro. It's a prediction. We're in Mind's Eye, Mind's Eye Cinema now. That's the information we're going to get. We're going to see HUD as well. We're going to see Heads Up Display. That's the information we're going to get, my friend. Heads Up Display, the cast on stage, and a release date. That's my actual official prediction. So, And also for writing in and saying that you appreciate the show, what can I say? I'm, I won't, I won't, uh, you know, I, I, I won't lie that um, part of part of what makes this wonderful as well as as I keep on saying like it's my just my natural reaction to just being alive and and you know sharing a planet with with creative folks like Kojima and uh, Mr. Ueda Mr. Kojima Mr. Ueda Mr. Miyazaki uh James Cameron Gabriel del Toro all these wonderful folks that uh, make this work that I resonate with that sp- inspires my own um so it's it comes out of this natural place for me where I just have to but I I, I won't lie like a, a good part of it is is folks like yourself writing in and um and showing showing your support and expressing your appreciation for the show and um i, I couldn't be more honored and humbled so thank you my friend and keep on tuning in and uh, i'll catch you in in comment sections and such so thank you so our next comment comes from old pal ult sandwich says my optimistic self thinks that the game is going quite close to release is quite close to release. In addition, I believe that Sony plans for Death Stranding to be PlayStation 4's swan song. What's better than a big surreal game to close the generation? That is very valid. Very valid, actually. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that, Ulti Sandwich. Also, by cross-platform, do you mean with the PS5? A remastered version or even a simple port is highly likely in my view. I mean, they have already thrown a lot of money to make the game. Why not throw a couple more buck? couple bucks extra and milk the title a little more interesting interesting okay so what i mean by the remaster so the cross-platform is not not remastered i mean directly like it's being made essentially for ps5 and it will be cross-platform like retroactively uh with uh ps4 um, that's my belief ps4 pro like uh, that's 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 what I'm going for in my sort of theory making uh, ULT. Um, I love the idea of it being a swan song. That's wonderful. That makes me think of Final Fantasy IX, how that was a swan song for the first PS, for the PlayStation One. You know. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So yeah, by cross platform, do you mean with the PS5, um, a remastered version, or even a simple port? Even hi- is uh, is highly likely in my view. Um, in terms of the possibility of a port uh, or an ad, like a a remaster or something interesting it's so hot the hot off the presses to, to think about at any point having it be a remaster but um okay so again just in the interest of mind's eye cinema look here you go i don't think it's going to happen i think we're going to have a ps5 game that is going to have backwards like compatibility essentially and uh, the backwards compatibility feature uh, with ps4 and the cross-platform feature is going to be part of uh, playstation 5's marketing it's going to be intertwined with Death Stranding's release, and it's basically going to say, "Hey, you can play this on the current generation, or sorry, like the the now the the soon to be current generation PS5, or you can play, um, 
you know if you have a code or anything possibly that's there you go if you there you go folks there's my weird like why not go for this it's great to be crazy sometimes but uh, i think this is at least a little bit grounded in possibility um we have uh yeah we have them announced that yes you can download um death stranding on ps4 and then you can have it on ps5 if you buy the ps5 like free of charge the code carries over so maybe it'll be part of that so that's that's my prediction there my friend ult sandwich thank you radio So this is from Two Survivor with a TZU. Well, it seems like Death Stranding will be out before E3 at least. As Kojima stated, I don't know where you're getting that from, buddy. <laughs> um, as Kojima stated, I mean, yeah, there's the Akira thing there, but anyway. We'll see, my friend, we'll see. As Kojima stated uh, that the game will be released before the year of Akira, which is in 2019, yeah, I know. So it's a surprise release before New Year. Could it be that crazy? Uh, we talked about it a bit earlier. I reckon... I'm going to give you a 15% chance of that happening this year. Death Stranding released December 2018. My goodness. Uh, no, make it 10%, you guys. All right, so November. Thank you for that one, my, by, the, by the way, my friend, OP, which would be yet yeah, to Viver. And then let's close things off with these last few here. November Novice says, The fact they don't attend E3 makes means they don't go for any big marketing push for the next month, so everything they have cooking right now needs to get released by then or it will fall into limbo. I, I appreciate that, actually. That's, that's going to give you 30... No, 55% on that one, for sure, of happening. Um, the idea that Death Stranding is, is the swan song and that they're wanting to put this one out before... And like... Uh, I, ooh could but there you go now that's my community question if i remember it, i'm going to make a point of saying it now i will repeat it at the end my, my community question is do you think death stranding will be um do you think death stranding will be a swan song release or a new release like a, a a release title you know swan song or release title that's my community question for this one um so yeah get writing and get uh, theorizing folks for the next one i'll, I'll read your replies on the, on the next episode radio uh, yeah so escamilla jd says i'm not sure what it means for death drowning that sony isn't going to be at e3 does this mean an earlier than expected release date which i find unlucky still most game companies like e3 because uh, like e3 because it's where the most eyes are on the industry so does sony ever use another big event to speak about games as big as death stranding so we have a reply here from Yijnar says, I think that the fact that Sony is dropping E3 next, next year means that they will have their own event, likely in qu quarter one 2019, where they will detail the next console and its games and features. With Microsoft really putting a lot of work into backwards compatibility, I think the next PlayStation will at least play all PS4 games, with some of them taking advantage of the increased power the console will have. So in the case of Death Stranding, we could be getting the release date at the Game Awards, the game coming out in quarter one, quarter two, 2019, PlayStation 5 releasing in holiday 2019, and Death Stranding getting a patch for the launch day to take it full advantage of the new hardware. Just my thoughts and speculations. Okay, I'm I'm declaring it. Yijinar is the commenter of the week. You are the commenter of the week, my friend. Thank you so much as in the listener or whatever person who engages with the channel and the podcast itself that's that's you so congratulations your name should be appearing somewhere on the screen that's you well done my friend i love that because it's so it's it, it really ties in you know how i you know guys how i like to do mind's eye cinema he just did that a lot more succinctly than i than i usually do appreciate it uh Yijnar, amazing cool 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 um i think that wraps things up for this one 
um yeah so there you go so that is for us uh and again that uh, com <laughs> commenter or community person community member there you go community member of the week will be the new uh, title Yuzhnar. okay thank you so much that's to you thank you i appreciate it um and now for the content creator of the week okay this is someone who has put together material about death stranding um and uh added to the discussion effectively and beautifully and uh, uh thought provokingly and i have to nominate my pal who's been doing such great work um navaid dash s capital s there you go my friend you sh your name should be appearing on the screen A little clappy clap clap for you you're amazing Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. And um, I will not be surprised if you win it again next week or in subsequent weeks. And that brings us to the end of the show. If you enjoyed the show and want to help it continue, go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And throw us a buck on Patreon, where you can get a variety of perks, privileges, and exclusive gifts, early access to episodes, Discord access, access to exclusive private podcast feeds, invitation to annual Patreon-only online gatherings, and in the case of the higher tiers, guesting on the show, producing and even shaping the show itself, as well as sponsorship opportunities. So there's all of that there on all kinds of levels, but I really appreciate any support you can guys can give, and especially if you enjoyed, yeah, the show and uh, want to see interactive artistry, the channel itself grow as well. If any of this sounds like your deal, that's patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry. With all that said, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Until next time, bye for now, and remember, the game has already begun. I just think like podcasting it like is this small microcosm of what life is about you know like what are we doing in life essentially we're just living we're breathing we're eating we're having sex we're having kids we're, li we're loving we're like we're going on adventures and it's just like that's okay we're doing that that's like we're alive we're doing so basically for me podcasting is like doing something with your time same with video games it's like doing something with your time um and you know podcasting has this aspect to it of uh of like what's the point kind of thing you know it's because it's like well you're not really talking about anything kind of thing uh i would also say that just again going back to life it's like what is the point with going outside what is the point of it like and yes you earn money and yes it's like people can say well well what is at the end of a podcast you're just taking things and you're just discussing them and i know a lot of podcasts do that in fact they they i feel like a lot of podcasts have given up like they um yeah they they fall too deeply into that you know um and and they become defined by that and they don't really try so for me it's like for me number one it's just i have to just to engage like just to be who i am it's like it's how i resonate with this particular aspect of existence more than any other which is art and entertainment you know and art like creativity um number one have to number two i i resonate with with creating a chronicle and repository of of this material you know it's a wonderful outlet for me. It's healthy, like mentally for me. Uh, and I love, you know, tapping into those two aspects of humanity, which I've talked about, which is one is sharing and another is creativity. So we were given the gift of being able to uh, share our language uh, with like communication, you know, which is active creativity as well, um, which arguably we were given that little droplet from the divinities or whatever of being able to kind of continue the creator creating 
itself fractal you know it's like creator creates something and then that something creates something else etc so we're given that um we're given that sort of gift and that's just creativity and then for sharing it's to recognize that we're like one source you know like we are, we are when i say something to you and when i share some information with you it is a recognition that by the way i'm just sharing it with another part of myself because we are one empathetically but also atomically like not to get like like it's like not even it's not even hippy dippy it's like literally we share the same space in existence and so sharing that with you is a recognition of a, a, a core part of who i am which is this aspect that we are all t as one you know so these two aspects here so podcasting really does encapsulate those two uh to a t you know um the idea of creating something and then sharing it you know uh in in such a sharing friendly way you like with the with the gallery you know you have people have to go there they have to physically go and see the gallery and then with art yes you can share that online absolutely um you know uh but to experience the direct true version like with art you experience uh, you can experience a version of it online but you can't experience the actual thing and then obviously at one point i do want to get to the point of uh, you know recording these things live at like festivals and such that that would be great but i think the truest form of a podcast is um is yeah to to just yeah put that thing online and then that's the epitome of what it is and that is the is the you know the, the, the creative medium of um, of a podcast you know and I, I I've listened to way too many podcasts uh, that um, wasted my time to disrespect people's time in any way. Like I know that there's a you have to you have to ha respect the audience. You can't just go on too many tangents, you know. So it's extremely important to have a structure. And then the structure is fun as well. It's cozy. It's tweedy to be like, oh, and now we're going to this section, and now we're going to that section. You can argue that that's like all make believe, and that this is I'm not working at NBC. I don't have any any big stake of I don't have a live audience or anything. I don't have a deadline that I'm imposed on by like a network or something. The idea, obviously, is to develop AI into into a place where it can be on a larger scale, etc. As I mentioned earlier, with audiences and such, you know, live audiences and all that. But I think always, no matter how big uh, interactive artistry gets or whatever it, it whatever path it takes, is um, it's going to be something that uh, that is just gonna yeah, at its heart, just be this yeah, one person engaging with that entertainment, putting it in this lovely structure, having discussions, even if there's no news, you know. And I and I I must stress one of my my pet peeves is when people um uh like it's it's either extreme which is go either completely off topic and then just say hey we're just like faffing and talking about like our butts or anything and then the other end which is just like like unhealthy speculation on on um things that are just like just squeezing squeezing a piece of wood expecting for like orange juice to come out you know what i mean or like a, a pine cone or whatever so like that's that's silly um and which is like looking at like the font type of an article like yeah and being way too granular so but there is a middle space and tapping into universals is really great tapping into the community is wonderful because again a podcast what it can always be i believe is one of the strongest things it can be is, is a showcase for people and that doesn't mean like oh you don't have any material you're just you reading people other people's stuff it's like no i i read people's um like uh, comments and theories and such but i i have to like i irrepressibly have to add my own spin and they inspire me and it's a credit to them and I, I showcase them and i get to send people their way and even get a few of them on the shows you know so it's it's all just this lovely wonderful positive experience that it's just a, a great thing to fill my life with you know and to have anyone who like supports that is 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 tremendous so there you go impromptu casual chat in the middle of recording uh, an episode itself that uh, i just figured i'd gotten to a point where i'm like i'll just try and articulate this and so yeah thank you so much for tuning into this little mini thingy so back into the show I'm making this fun to edit, yeah.
It's just more fun when it's structured. Yeah. And like going through and like putting it all together like a puzzle. Ooh, I love editing.